0: Hey, you're going to want to consume this week's show if you're interested in making far more profit and working less. So you've got personal freedom to do the things that you love. And in reality, who who doesn't want that? You're mad if you don't. So come on board. See you on the inside. Hey, and welcome. I'm preparing to run a one-day workshop on the Gold Coast, about how to build a business that runs independently from you. And I'm going to record that workshop and make it available for sale. And I'm going to be digging deep into the four steps required to build such a business. You know, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. And, uh, you know, I I follow people on social media in the business space and the investing space, things that I'm interested in, and the personal development space. But... I'm talking about business at the moment. And, you know, I hear all the gurus and different teachers and mentors constantly talking about, you know, how to get more clients, how to get more clients. Of course, that's sexy. Everyone wants more clients. More clients means more dollars. By the way, you want more clients if you've got a scalable business. You don't want more more clients if you're the one that's got to provide the service to the clients because there's a, a ceiling on what you Can earn or you have to work really hard to make the money but when you have a business that runs separately from you yes you want more clients but let me get to the point here all these people are, you know set the phone up do this do that I'm going to say this even my own mentor he does this really good marketer but so what if you've got a lot of clients and you haven't set your business to run independently of you you're just going to be On the hamster world of service providing or you're locked into doing the jobs required to produce the income for that business or you're part of the day-to-day processes of running that business To, to me that's not a life now we all have to do it and i'm doing it at the moment i'm out building another business i've done this many times and so when I go through this phase, yes, I'm working lots, but I'm working with a strategic end in mind. And I'm following the four steps I'm going to be sharing in the one-day workshop. And I'm doing that for a reason, I'm working hard to work myself out of the business and if I do that successfully, as I've done in the past many times, after the hard work phase, you reap the most amazing results and you have an incredible lifestyle where you earn money while you sleep, when you travel with your family. You know, I did a video probably about two or three years ago and it was about money and love. See, people got all these weird ideas about money. We, we may discuss this a bit today. And if you really look at money, the more money that you have and the more freedom you have, meaning you know, you're not tied into the income production of producing that money, the more love you can display towards yourself, to your family, to your friends. Just, just live a far better life. As an example, I was talking to a lady the other day, and she has cancer, and she'd gone down all the normal routes, and I suggested that she go and see a friend of mine who trained as a naturopath, but she's really, really good, she's given me amazing results, she's really helped people uh, heal their bodies and their minds, because that's part of that process. this lady you know life threatening disease and she can't afford to take my suggestion on board and go and see my friend she can't she can't afford good quality food she can't afford the good quality supplement so you know not having money means that you know life's harder It's, it's not an act of love to self so when you've got free time and money it's an act of love to self you know I'll My family, it's really important to me. Now, my family, because we all tend to do this, are travellers. And so I know that it's quite possible that one or both of my sons will end up living in another country. Now, I want to be able to always fly to them or bring them to me and their family so we can have fun family holidays. And that engages the love stuff again. So I suppose, actually, that brings me to the first. If we, Why do we want to build income-producing assets that run separately from us? Well, because it does give us that freedom. It does give us the profit to express our love because you've got to have a why.
1: Break out of ruts, plateaus and problems fast. Regardless of your role or position in life, Business owner, investor, parent, employee, in a relationship. Are you really comfortable with where you are? Are you being true to yourself and getting what you want? Feeling stuck, in a rut, challenged, time for a change? Are you living your greatest, most fulfilling life? Self-actualizing your strengths and gifts, problems to solve. If you'd like some help, Perry is here with his rare wizard-like people reading and facilitation skills. Perry can read you on multiple levels in seconds and immediately see what is undermining you, the best path forward for you and reveal solutions to present challenges, saving you time and money and getting you back on track fast. When you work with normal coaches, business coaches and consultants or even highly trained psychology professionals, it takes the many sessions just to get to know you enough to provide solutions. With Perry, it takes minutes. Book a free chat with Perry to see how he can help you by going to www.perrymarden.com.
0: The why is what drives us to take us from where we are right now to where we truly, really, really want to be. And I won't lie to you, when you're building a business... So that it runs independently of you, or you're building an investment portfolio so that it produces really good quality income for you on its own without you having to do anything. You'll go through the trials and tribulations of building that and energy, so the why is important. In reality, you know, I've worked with people for over 30 years. I'm a people reader, meaning I see people's patterns, their unconscious patterns. That's why when someone works with me, you know, it doesn't take 15 sessions to identify and help find solutions for them about what's going on within their consciousness. But this whole element of people getting trapped, so they only get trapped because their why is not enough. There's no other reason that for people being trapped where they are or stuck. People have excuses, rationalizations, why. It just means they don't want something enough or they haven't had enough pain yet. So the why is absolutely important. Having free time, what could you do with that? Having good amounts of profit, what could you do with that? How much more could you contribute? By the way, when I'm working in people's unconscious minds, I often see belief systems that sort of communicate that money is evil. And if you look at certainly Christian traditions, but most spiritual traditions have this sort of negative concept about money and this ends up in people's unconscious minds. And because it's unconscious, they don't see it. But anything in the unconscious mind that doesn't align with your conscious goals acts as an anchor or a weight to what you want to achieve. And outside of your awareness, that belief system we be weighing you down. But this this concept that somehow money's evil. And, and by the way, it's not even through religions. There's certain groups I've hung around with, uh, I've done yoga for years, had to, played rugby. It was the best thing I ever did, going to yoga, helped me really, really heal a lot of aspects of my body but you can hear what these people say about people with money. So there's lots of different social groups where there's kind of underlying current that somehow, you know, if you've got a lot of money, there's something wrong. In fact, if you go back and listen to my last show where I was working with a really wonderful gentleman, Builder, who came from a working class family, you will see, You know, he wasn't aware of it, but on the unconscious level, and I did the work with him, he could see. It's like, I don't want to be real wealthy because on the unconscious level, I feel like I'm going to get rejected because that was the conditioning of of the tribe he grew up with. But back to the point. Money, like a human being, money money is just money. It's just money. It doesn't have a moral code. If you're a good person and you're making a lot of money, you just going to do more good things with that money. It's pretty simple. If you don't have a strong moral code, you might use that money unwisely. But money itself is not evil. Having lots of it is not evil. In my mind, having lots of it is fantastic and great because you can contribute. And as I said, it's an act of love in my mind. Okay, back to where we're going. So... As I said, I'm running this workshop on the Gold Coast. This is not for investors. It's just for the business owners about how to build themselves out of their business. And, you know, by the way, some people don't want to build themselves entirely out of the business. Like I don't want to build myself out of this business. I'm involved with other businesses that I don't want anything to do with. Um, But I love doing what I do, and I love sharing what I share. So, again, when you can build yourself out of your business, you can choose whether you want to work or not. So, as an example, I can go away for as long as I like, and my team can run my business, can serve, run our programs. I choose to be there, and even when I'm on holiday, I'll be there Because for the most part, I love it, but I have choice and that's the difference to being a slave. So what I'm going to start with today, because I'm going to start to work through some of the principles of how to build a business that runs independently of you. But today's session will apply to investors as well. So there are a whole bunch of practical, strategic things that you have to do if you want to build a business that runs independently of you. And just quickly, the first one is that you have to build in systems. Systems stand for save yourself time, energy and money. That's the acronym, systems. Save yourself time, energy and money. So systems turn a business into a machine. It means that processes happen. And if you're a business owner, if you've got effective systems, now those systems can be automated through software, so there's no people involved. So those systems are working, whether you're working or not. And systems, automated systems, deliver accurately time and time again. So as an example, an email sequence that gets set up, you know, someone buys or is is interested in something that you have to offer and they sign up, well, you could be asleep and you've got this automated system that is sending off communications, whether that's via Facebook through retargeting or or through um, uh, email sequences chatbots, all these things are automated processes that give people information so you don't have to. With systems, the next level of systems is that we have systems set up and processes set up, and we have team members running those systems with real clear instructions about, which gets delivered through the systems manuals, so that they know what they're doing and you're asleep and they're doing. That takes me to the next point. You have to have really good team. I'm not gonna go into this today, it's something that we really specialize in. You know, When you understand a lot about human behavior, you become a super duper recruiter. You know what to look for. You understand about all the different personality profiles, what they suit. You understand how to data mine someone's value systems. You know, everyone says they're a hard worker. Everyone says they're this and they're that. We've built recruitment systems for our clients. So, by the way, if you're watching this and you're serious about building yourself or listening to it, we do both. But if you are serious about building yourself out of your business, just flick us an email. Come and work with us in our programs and we will help you do it. We have recruitment systems that guarantee you only end up with high performers on your team. What you're gonna find is high performers have the same value systems as you, the business owner. They care just as much about the clients, the profitability of your business as you do. So when you've got systems in place and you've got really good team members in place who are all high performers sharing the same values as you, you can go and do whatever you like, right? They're going to do it just as well as you are, if not better, because when you really understand this stuff, you're putting experts into those different roles because you're not an expert at everything in your business. So there's two things, systems and team. Both of those things have to be carefully refined. Now, typically what will happen is the business owner, I'm doing this right at the moment. You'll be working in your business, in the different departments in your business, perfecting them, optimizing them, getting them working really, really, really well. You'll have your team helping you do that because you'll need to. And as soon as you've optimized, then you bed down the systems and you bed down the systems manual and you put team members and you back yourself out of that. And you'll do that within every department in your business. And I, I teach all my business clients to think about their business as departments. All the different elements in the business's departments that they must perfect and then systemize and then staff up so they're not doing it. But we're going to go back to the psychology for a while and this will apply to investors. It applies to most people. You know, I work with business owners and investors day in, day out and in reality, logically, strategically, I give them our processes, our systems, our templates, and they're, first of all, they're going, well, that makes sense. Of course, that's what you would do. But most of the time, business owners and investors, we'll get to that in a second, will undermine successful implementation because they're not there in their psychology, They are not psychologically equipped to implement those strategies effectively because of how they have been programmed. You see, people are programmed from birth. We know that we are born with genetic dispositions and then we are socialized by the tribes that surround us. First one being mummy and daddy. So we come into this world, (laughs) and here's mummy and daddy. And what you've got to understand is that to a baby, mummy and daddy are gods, metaphorically. And I'm serious about that, They're they're gods. Little baby looking up. You've got to look up at mummy. And when you look up at mummy, you want her to like you. Because if she smiles at you, she smiles at you, it means that you're going to get fed and that you're going to have a roof over your head. If she's grimacing and not looking particularly happy, you will be concerned as a baby because the god, the goddess, (laughs) is not going to, may not feed you. They're not happy with you. So it sets up from the start a disposition where we... Want to comply to the value and rule systems of the hierarchy? First hierarchy, mum and dad. You're here with dad. Dad's angry. You're like, oh, what have I done? I might lose the dad's love. I'm. I'm what's going on? I feel unsafe. Again, I want to please. This is the whole setup of conforming to. The hierarchy. Now, typically, every hierarchical system has a value structure that they want you to follow, and the concept works like this: if you don't follow our value system, it means you are a bad person, and if you follow our value system, you're a good person. If you're a bad person, you get punished; you get excluded from the family, which is the deepest fear of any being, to be abandoned. So this is the setup for being complicit to the hierarchy. This gets extrapolated into concepts of heaven and hell. Depending on your religious pedigree, they're all the same. You will get rewarded for following the value system of the hierarchy, and you will be punished in some form of hell for not following the value system of the hierarchy. So you may be there thinking, well, what's this got to do with business building? Well, it's got everything to do with business building, as you'll see. By the time you get to school, you are now entering the indoctrination factory for the capitalistic slave system. Now, First of all, before I get into this, I'm not against education. I am for it. Totally for it. But regardless, the education system is set up to produce cogs for the capitalistic system. No one's been trained to control resources. They've been trained to be a resource. Now, I just want to step back a bit so we've got to the schooling system, but I want to share something else here. And maybe this has something to do with business and investing. Maybe it doesn't. Actually, it does, and we'll, we'll have a look at why. So in that indoctrination process of aligning to the hierarchy's value systems, you will typically lose parts of yourself. So I'll quickly talk about that for a moment. So, you know, <laughs> little kids, right? I just love, always love little kids. A little little toddler. It's a little boy. So this little boy, you know, three years old, and the sister comes along. The little boy's playing with his... I'll, I'll do something because it's a modern age. The, the little boy's playing with a doll, okay? I'm fitting in and complying to modern thought right now. That's a joke, people. The the little boy's playing with a doll, I'm being politically correct, or a car. And his sister comes up, same age, they're twins. And she grabs the doll, she grabs the car. And the little boy turns around and clocks her, whacks her, smacks her. Well, just so you know, that's just all normal and natural. That little boy's not evil, that little boy's not wrong. That little boy is just accessing a primal part of his nature to protect a resource. (laughs) That's going on in the world now with the adult males. They get angry because they're trying to protect resources and that's why uh, countries go to war. But the parents see it and they're horrified. You can't hit little girls. You can't hit little girls. All that anger's wrong.
1: Business Owners Have you ever seen a horse try to fly or a fish walk? Of course not. But you have seen thousands of entrepreneurs and investors working in roles they were not designed for by nature. That's called being out of alignment. It's stressful, hard work and not profitable. Introducing the Entrepreneur's Strength Identifier An instant game changer for you and your business. The Entrepreneur's Strength Identifier reveals the entrepreneurial talents, strengths and gifts that you already possess, that are imprinted on your DNA and that you must leverage to hit your highest profit potential with joy, inspiration and ease. This brings you into alignment with your most natural instinctive wealth creation path, the one you must leverage and scale for greater profit and freedom. Find out more at parrymarden.com. Look for the entrepreneur's strength identifier.
0: Now, the child has to be indoctrinated. Again, same thing. I'm not against you've got to indoctrinate your children into a value structure. Right? But that little boy, and depending on the family, but lots of families will do this, the little boy's learning, okay. Anger's wrong, anger's wrong, anger's not accepted in my family. So they'll take this angry part and they'll shove that angry part back down. And they'll put it in their unconscious, they'll repress it. Every time it comes out, they'll get shamed by the family, so they'll soon learn to just completely disconnect from it. Now, That can be dangerous, right? So first of all, just let me step back. Yes, that little boy needs to learn not to hit his sister. However. If he's shamed to the point where that part gets pushed down and he learns that anger is not okay, well, then he's likely to grow up a people pleaser, being nice all the time, not being able to access the anger required to set a boundary. Now, I just did an email to my database yesterday about it's highly unlikely that someone that is a people pleaser, overly nice, will ever be able to build a business that runs independently of them or, or reach their wealth goals, because they're pushovers. The positive access of being able to access your anger is, you know, think about anger sometimes. Anger is on a scale. It can be dysfunctional or functional. But from its functional perspective, it says, hey, I've had enough of this. I'm not putting up with this situation ever again. It's a really good motivational force. Or, hey, don't treat me like that. No, I'm not going to do it. I've got rights too. Okay? Um, (laughs) Because people pleasers won't discipline their staff, they won't set KP. There's a whole bunch of things that will go on. So let's stay with this. So what happens is through the growing up process, people lose parts of them, and then they become inauthentic. In fact, in reality, a lot of deeper inner work. And our clients go through this in our Ignite program if they want to. They need to. Where they're able to see and access all those parts that have been repressed or pushed away outside of consciousness. Because they need them. They need to bring them back up. Work out what's functional, what's dysfunctional, and then bring them into the into your armory as a personality, as a human being, because every part has its positive and has its negative attributes. Anyway, I won't go into that too much now. So here you are at school. And I said the schooling system is set up as a factory for the capitalistic system. And what people don't understand, because it's like air, I'm breathing air right now, but I don't think about air, you can't see it, is that for the most part, the entire, Your entire society is telling you how important it is to get into this education system, to do well in this education system, but there's an underlying premise, and it works in this way. As I said, most people won't see it. This is actually really deep, and you it know, may take a bit of work with your mind to grab it because it's not said. Something else is said that points to something else. So as an example, many of you listening to this Hearing this, we'll have heard your parents say things like, and this this doesn't matter whether you're from the working class, middle class or professional class, you need to go get a good education because it's going to help you get a good job. And if you're not getting good grades, they're worried because you're not going to get the good job. So the whole concept is you need to get these skills to get a job. As I said, that's what the education system was set up for. But what's that actually really pointing at? It's such a disempowered perspective. Because no parent's saying, you need to go to school so that you can get your skill set up so that you can be an entrepreneur or an investor. That's not what the schooling system's set up to produce. And that's not why parents send kids to those school because the underlying premise is you're not powerful enough to be an entrepreneur or investor. Your power will only arrive when you get good skills and you can trade those skills for money to someone more powerful than yourself. And for the most place parts that's the corporations, that's existing businesses. So from day one We're sold a mentality that does put us into forms of slavery. Now, I I really important to say this too. If you are the type of person, and I I doubt that you're listening to this, by the way, if you're that type of person, but if you're my brother, he's fine working in a job. That's my middle brother. I love my, my middle brother to bits. You know, I learned this when I was a young kid. I was traveling the world. I was... Surfing, I'd been everywhere, and I'd I explored every... I liked exploring everything, Why we thought, all the different cultures. I'd try things that I was told that I wasn't supposed to try, that were supposedly taboo. Found out it was all rubbish. We mostly lied to about supposedly what's bad for us. And I go back and I stay with my brother. I was about 24 at the time. And my brother lives what I consider a very small life, just in this local town, There's a holiday a year, and gets up, does the same thing every day, goes to work, his wife goes to work, and you know what? For them, it's fine, it's fulfilling, they like it. Okay, so that type of person coming through that system, it works for them. For me, I couldn't stand that, I'm not here to be a slave. I really aren't. I'm here to self-fulfill my life, my, my passions and purposes. So... Again, if you love working, right, that system works for you. If you I mean working for others. If you don't, then it's probably worth listening to this because this is the conditioning that sets you up to not build income producing assets that run independently of you. Whole systems get to that. Also, sometimes at my workshops, especially I've got investors there, and some will go, well, hey, I love my work. Like, it's my passion. And I've met heaps of people like that. If, if you are working in a job that you truly love, like, you know, scientists, well, sorry, you can tell I got a science man. Fantastic. You're paid to investigate, to do this. There's heaps of really good jobs out there. there be journalists that love their jobs. I can think of a whole bunch of jobs that I would like and love. Okay, so just be aware I'm not anti-job, but... I'm an entrepreneur, I like investing and you're listening to this for the same reason and I'm just highlighting that the system is not set up for you. The education system is not set up for you, wasn't set up for you. In fact, here in the West, the education system really got its power. It's actually happening in China right now too. But in the West, it happened during the Industrial Revolution where the factory owners the churches and the, uh, I forget they had a name for them back then, but they were the, like the big factory owners, the industrialists, all got together and people started to move off the land and come to the cities. And so the church and the industrialists and the educators got together and they started to put the education system in place because they knew they needed to provide cogs for the wheel of industry. So in that conditioning, we move forward now, you get A's for most part not thinking. Most Things may have changed now. It's a long time since I've been in the education system. But for the most part, it wasn't about being taught to think. It was about learning and then regurgitating what you learned. And if you got the regurgitation right, you got an A. So again, you'll learn to be a rule follower, compliant, learning this knowledge, spitting it back out, because it's actually going to make you a really, really good resource. Now, here's something I quickly want to say. Entrepreneurial thinking is quite different Entrepreneurial thinking requires one to really have highly developed skill sets in creative thinking, uh, being able to see problems and find solutions really quickly, and often with no rules to follow, with no guidelines to follow. You've got to work it out yourself because the problem can be unique to you and your situation. So... This schooling system, you come through it, you're complying, you're a wonderful resource and you've learned to follow the rules as an A student. (laughs) By the way, this is interesting, I want to go sideways, it just came to me. Some of my best employees were A students. They don't make great leaders and don't make great uh, entrepreneurs. Isn't that interesting? Because as employees working for me, they're really good in the employee role because that's what they've been trained to do. And they do it really well. Now, it doesn't mean that if you've done really well in the school system that you can't be a good leader, by the way. Just saying, if I look at my team, I see that some of my best workers who can't be good leaders were A students, but what it does mean is they can't be entrepreneurial or not to the extent that they could be because the school system does not. And if you do well in the school system, it does not mean that you've had any entrepreneurial training or any assistance in, in developing entrepreneurial thinking. So you come through the school system. And as I said before, you know, what got you into the school system is everyone around you saying, you are powerless. You're, <laughs> as I said, they're not saying this, but this is what is actually being said. They say you've got to go to school to get a good job because you've got to get a good job. If you don't have a good job, you won't survive in this world. You won't survive in this world. Okay? Because the underlying message is, well, you you, you can't do this on your own. You can't invest. You can't be an entrepreneur. Got to go to school, get skills to trade them for someone else. Interesting, I just have a friend, he's in his 50s, a good, close mate of mine. He followed the conventional path. He had a lot of high-paying jobs. There's no safety in that anymore. He he He's lost his job and he's really struggling. I don't see any difference between being an entrepreneur or working. It's, you're going to have to fend for yourself at some point. Some people think the entrepreneurial path is not as safe. Well, I would disagree. certainly has its challenges, but... I would say it's just as safe, because you control your destiny to some degree. When you work for others, you don't. It's easier to be caught up in the power plays of others. Okay, let me get straight into the crux of this. So when you leave school... You go and get a job. And when you're in a job, for the most part, you are rewarded for being, again, a good compliant employee who does things. And typically in your job, you will have these things that you have to do and you have to do them well. Fair enough. Okay. what else would you expect? You're going to do the job well. But what typically happens is in that, again, you're programmed to be a doer not a thinker for the most part so you come through that entire schooling system you go and work for someone else you're still being trained to be a worker and all of a sudden you think well i'm going to start a business or i'm going to invest now because of the education this sets up an issue or a problem because i'm now going to come back into business first if we look at what I said early on, if we, if we start to, to, to look at what we need to do to build businesses that run separately from us, independently from us, because as I said, that's the only way as a business owner you can have a really, really good life, right? That means you've got money and free time to do the things you love. So anything else just traps you. It just traps you. So to get the business to run without you, it requires a certain form of thinking, and it's a form of thinking that you haven't been trained in. So let me just quickly go through this. Uh, I was working with a client who runs a really successful business. And when I say successful, <laughs> successful financially uh, and the business, she's got status and the business has status. They're very well known. But she works 60 hours a week and she was burnt out and she's a mum and, and she couldn't spend time with her children. So she came to me and what I did was I started to re-engineer her team. And basically what I was doing with the business, I was working to make her redundant from all the roles that she was involved in in that business. And that's a fairly simple thing to do because basically you find out the skill set, the tasks that, that she's involved with in each of those different roles and then you find, well, who else can do it? So we did that. We bring the right team on from some of her existing team and we start to back her out of the business. And anyway, She says to me, with this free time, I feel guilty. I just feel weird. Now, that's normal for someone that's been indoctrinated through that school system and then through the working system to be a hard worker, to feel valid. And here's something that you need to understand. You can continue with that patterning, by the way. If if you feel like you've got to work hard get valid and by the way most of you listening to this won't know until you're not working because it's just an unconscious habit pattern to work hard and that's what she had and that's what most people i work with have it's an unconscious habit pattern
1: business owner tired of working so hard for so little want to scale your business so you earn far more working far less so you can do more of the stuff you love with the people you love book a free chat with Perry Marden by going to www.perrymarden.com to see how he can help you. Perry is a wizard with people, with a genius for reading personalities. He has a highly developed strategic mind and has guided over 65 business owners to build independently functioning businesses that run themselves. Go to
0: Perrymarden.com to book your free chat now. It's not conscious. If you consciously decide to work hard, that's a different thing. But that system I talked about engineers people to work hard unconsciously, which means they will choose strategies that lock them into their business because that keeps them working hard. You wouldn't believe how many people I work with 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 this pattern so that they can feel valid. I remember a bit about... 12 years ago, I used to have lunch with Silvano Gabani, who was my business partner at the time, and Talash Rathod. Now, both of those gentlemen had businesses that ran without them, and they did not have this hardworking conditioning that I have to be a hard worker to be valid. And we'd go out, and we'd go and have these lunches, and we'd be there for three or four hours. We'd be drinking and laughing, and, and, and it'd be great time. And what's really interesting, over that three or four hours, over those lunches, We're talking about business. We're strategizing. This is really important. This is going to take me to the next lesson, which I have to close off on really soon because my battery's about to run out. Um, um, So back to this lady. I get her out of the business and she's feeling weird. Because in the schooling system and her parents, no one ever said, what's your purpose? What are you really about? What do you really, really love? It was just, as I said, the unconscious hard work ethic. So, of course, once we got her out of her business, she started to feel weird, flat and depressed as though there was something wrong with her. Now, I'll go back to that story I talked about before. When I was at lunch three or four hours with my other business friends who didn't have this work ethic conditioned into them, they were free of that. So they're there having fun, just really, really enjoying themselves. And I would tell, and this is in Australia, by the way, I know it's for a fact it happens in New Zealand, same kind of mentality. Maybe it's the same in America. I've I worked with a lot of Americans, but I don't know for sure. So I'd come home and I'd tell uh, my business friends that I'd been out for three or four hours for lunch, drinking. And they'd all be, it's like, well, you can't do that. You can't do that. Somehow there's something wrong with that. You've got to, you've got to get up at work and be at work at seven and finish at six or something's wrong with you. <laughs> it's all mental conditioning. It's not a truth. That thinking locks them in, which means they keep building businesses around them. That's what the unconscious pattern does. Now, here's the kicker because this is where I'm trying to get this lady to. She hadn't finished with her business building. But while she was locked into that business, working all the time, she couldn't access what was next for her. What was she here to do? What's her purpose? What's her passion? So once I'd got her some free time, we started to work more on that. And now she was out of her business. She could do what we were doing at those three or four hour lunches. Entrepreneurs need to think. Think. They need to strategize. If you're working all the time, you can't think or strategize. If you want to build yourself out of your business, you think or strategize, you come up with the strategies, solutions, then you ask a question. Who can I get to do this for me? Or what system can I put in place to achieve this? Because you know what? I need to be able to. To not get caught up in that because i need to be able to think and strategize for the next thing i'm building and developing think about the soup entrepreneurs think about tesla or richard branson think about how much time they spend strategizing they're not doing anyway that will do for today's show because i'm forced to because of my battery finally if you want to understand what's happening for you on an unconscious level. If you really want to know how you're programmed and how you're undermining your own abilities to create real wealth and freedom, go and do our Whole Brain Wealth course. It's 300 bucks and it's the best investment that you would ever make. That Program helps you see every belief system that exists on the unconscious level of your mind, slowing down wealth creation. It will show you where you are not thinking straight. It, it, I'm not going to lie to you; it's a confronting program. You know, a lot of salespeople are out there uh, putting out weak stuff. By the way, that uh, but I want to rattle you. And that's what this program does. It will rattle you. You have to be rattled to see your belief systems. If, if you're not rattled, you won't see your belief systems. Rattled means you're like, uh-oh, I'm seeing something that I don't like to see about myself, but I need to see it if I want to change or evolve. If you don't do that, nothing shifts or nothing changes. Really, really powerful program designed not only to identify every unconscious belief system that is impacting your ability to create wealth, but it also reprograms you with a very powerful technology that we use with our clients in our highest level programs to reprogram belief structures to prepare our investor and entrepreneur clients to input the strategies we give them effectively and properly with an evolved entrepreneurial wealth creator mindset. And if you haven't already done it, go and do our profile, our wealth profile. It explains your gifts, strengths and weaknesses as a wealth creator, as an entrepreneur or investor. And it's invaluable information. You can get that at uh, www.businessdnaindicator.com. That's www.businessdnaindicator.com. Or just go to my website, perrymardon.com, and on the homepage you'll see a link to it. But it's very insightful, powerful information. Until next time, good wealth creating and good living. See ya.